Jen McCarthy, and uh, she's the owner of Teacup Tiny Homes. And this whole podcast was started because there are so many business owners out there that are struggling, and we know that business can be better. And this is why we find people like Jen who have succeeded despite the statistics and what usually happens in businesses, and even through the last three years, um, have come out with, I don't want to say a great work-life balance, unless you tell me that, but, you know, feeling good about all your relationships, feeling good about your business, feeling good about your family, feeling good about life. That to me is a good work-life balance. It doesn't have to do with the hours or the amount of time. Um, And so I just really was hoping to share your leadership advice and your, how you started and became successful advice tonight. So let's, have you introduced yourself so that I don't forget anything and uh, tell everybody a little bit about you, your background, your business. Awesome. Well, I am Jen McCarthy, Jennifer McCarthy, whatever known as Jen, Jenny, Jennifer, whatever. Call me what you shall. Um, Yeah. I'm what's that? Jenny from the block. Jenny from the block. That works too. Yes. Widely known as that uh, on my old baseball team. Um, (laughs) Yeah, circa 2004. So I'm sitting in my basement of my not tiny home, of course. (laughs) The number one question that I get asked is, do you live in a tiny home? And I'm like, no, why? And the biggest thing that people say when they ask me that, and I ask them why, is they say, oh, I don't know. I was just curious. And then they say, do you want to live in a tiny home? I'm like, no. (laughs) And then they say, oh, well, then why do you build tiny homes? And I think that teacup started really the same way a lot of businesses do, which is um, you believe that you can do something better and you believe that there's a life that could be better. And maybe you've done a certain amount of things for a certain amount of time at a company you've been at or whatever that looks like. And you do want to try and create something new and exciting. I'm going to sneeze. No, I'm not going to sneeze. Okay. I'm fine. (sighs) Anyway. So with that being said, um, no, I think, I think I entered into it just like everyone else. You want more time, you want more freedom, you believe that you'll be able to create something and you have a passion for something. So my passion looked like, um, I have an interior design background. I have a construction background. Um, when I started teacup in 2016, I had just the littlest amount of construction knowledge. I mean, of trailer manufacturing knowledge and all the construction knowledge and to put those three together, it just made sense. So that's kind of where it started. And in, I think, 2015, I was still working at Avonlea. I was at Avonlea for 13 years before I started Teacup. That's Avonlea Homes. And um, there was a lot going through. You know, a lot of people think that home builders make a ton of money. But to be very honest, um, they don't. And percentages were even lower a lot of the time or a lot of what was happening at that time, there were tariffs coming in and and we were seeing energy efficiency codes coming in. So we were having to add a lot extra to a house without people being able to see it. So without being able to see it, and it was such a new thing, then that pushed the cost to build up, of course, and then you didn't get necessarily the value on the other end. Or at that point in time, I don't think we even like knew or were really like aware that there are other ways to build value than just by the stuff you put in the house, Mm -hmm. right? Like 
all those types of things. So that happened. And, um, I just thought that something needed to change. And this whole thing of chasing this American dream, oh, that's actually too around the time when they started to do the stress test for financing and getting a mortgage. Thank goodness they did now, I guess, but um, there was a lot. So what it looked like when people could afford to buy or could get approved for a mortgage, we saw people and clients through the home building industry who, if they didn't hit that possession date, they no longer qualified. Or something yeah. weird would happen. So it was, it was, I just thought it's too much. Like it's too taxing. The time freedom that I was searching for, which I think I still do, is came at that point in time because I had my son and he was, I think, 18 months old or something like that. And um, I was running, I was teaching at the gym, I was working full time at Avonlea, we were dropping him off on the other side of town and picking him up. And so it was just this constant race. It was race to get here and then race to get here and then race to get here and race to get there. And I just felt so bound by everyone else's schedule. Again, not realizing that that was ultimately under my own control, regardless of my situation. So I think that the rat race and the need to continually build and make and earn money to afford the things that you just spend it on is a really vicious cycle. And I think that it's breaking a lot of people, especially right now. And, and that's why I thought that a tiny home building company would be really good because I had the design experience to integrate everything and make it functional within the home and make it look pretty and make it strong enough to drive down the road without anything flying off. And uh, yeah, that it was super scary. And I went into it very naive. But here we are like seven years later and it's been crazy. So yeah, seven years later, I don't know. I think that was the part that just gave me goosebumps. But a lot of people, I think sometimes they just give up and that's the only difference between us and them, you know, like, yeah, we're still in business, you know, but over the last however many years, there've been so many challenges and some days it's just like, well, I didn't quit, you know? Um, yeah. But I'm guessing you have some more leadership tips than that, you know, like how did you get here? Yeah. Tons of, so, tons of like tons of success. Did you? Well, success is only what you define it as, right? So I know for me, um, I find it very strange when people say you're so successful and I'm like, oh, what does that even look like? Like, I'm not, I have a mortgage. I have multiple mortgages, I guess, because lucky for me being in the home building industry, you're able to buy homes. That's what you did. You bought homes, you built homes, you did the things you still had to manage your money properly. But so yes, I have that. We have two vehicles. We have a healthy family. We have food on the table and we have a beautiful home. So the definition of success is obviously different, but for me, the goals that I have or the projects or the things that I want to achieve, I reevaluate them all the time. And I'm going, Oh, right. You're always harder on yourself than anyone. So yeah. Yeah. Whether I think that that's okay though, to be a driving force. And really that is what, what gets you up and to have that vision, that broad vision at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day or whatever part of your day, all parts of the day, I have a giant post-it on my wall where I do a brain dump pretty much twice a year. And it's just, I get all the ideas out. And if I go back and look at it once or twice, great. But the cool thing about that is that there's a vision. There's a vision that I've gotten all my thoughts out. They're written down. 
And then lo and behold, usually when I come back to it six or however many months later, I'm like, wow, we did like all of these things. There's only two left and there's only two left to do. And then you create a whole new giant post-it. And then the cycle continues. How often do you look at that? You you said you didn't look at it for six months. Yeah, I often, often for me, it's when I get so much in my head and it's just like all jumbly and I'm like, holy, I just need some space. That's when I dump it. So it is, it's a brain dump. It's not, it's not necessarily, uh, like they're not strategic goals. They are not, um, there's not necessarily even strategy behind a lot of them. A lot of them, it's just like, I want to do this and I want to do this and this might be a good idea and this, and some things are like minor things that would take five minutes to complete, but they're just five minute tasks that haven't been completed. Or some of them are big projects that'll take a month or two months or three months, but it's almost like getting them out. Then you can release some brain space to find the creative capacity to then move forward with whichever one. Yeah. I think there's like a stat that says you're 300% more likely to achieve, or maybe even 300 times more likely to achieve the things you write down. Um, Yes. When we talk about vision though, your vision for the company, do you have a vision for the company? Has it changed over the years? What does that look like? It's gotten bigger. And um, what I love is I mean, as you know, but for listeners, I did a lot of work with uh, Bob Proctor Institute, Proctor Gallagher Institute. And Bob, actually, it was just his one year anniversary of when he passed. So that was like two days ago or something, but did a ton of work with Bob and his team. And, and one of the things that they taught you was realizing that the brain is always for expansion. We as humans are wired to always grow and always expand. So that means that the thoughts that I will have, I guess the thoughts that I have today, I couldn't even have comprehended three years ago because my brain just wasn't there. And that's and that's the thing how your your goals and your visions always change. That's why I find it so good to write those those post-its down because once they're out, then my brain can work on expanding. So where I was when I started, I mean, I think I had the goal to do, to be building five tiny homes at a time. I drew a picture in my journal. I had five little like stick figure tiny homes lined up and that's what I wanted. I drew the vision in my mind of five tiny homes in the back 40 in the yard and five sales and all those things. And now, well, our goal is to build 56, (laughs) like Now I want to do 56. And that went from really five to 15. It took us a few years to get to 15. And then, and now we're at 56. So then knowing that goal, then your brain automatically through your, just what you do, your reticular activation system basically is that you go out and you will search for the ways to find the solutions to creating that. So It's a very, very interesting thing. And when you know how to utilize those little parts of our psyche to your benefit, then um, I guess it helps with the understanding and maybe that, again, that resilience side too, right? Because it almost just gives you that trust in knowing that if I just continue, I shall grow. Wow. There's just too much to unpack there. Um, I know. It's a lot. And this is what I do. Nugget, nugget, nugget. Okay. What was the most powerful thing that you learned from Bob Proctor? Oh boy. That you are the only problem you will ever have. And you are the only solution. 
Oh, so good. Oh my gosh. I, I honestly don't understand after like, what has it been? Probably almost 20 years. So half my life I've been doing personal development, leadership training, constantly learning, you know, learning from people like Bob Proctor, Brendan Burchard or Tony Robbins or love them or hate them. That's not what this is about guys. But, um, it blows my mind how like, even the other day I was so upset about something and it was like, (laughs) you're so sure it's the other person's thing, you know, like, Oh, if this person would just do that, or if they would just be this way or, and (laughs) I remember every single time I would be like, Tim, will you please come to counseling with me? I'd be like, okay, well, Tim's been doing this. And then she's like, okay, well, how could you be better? And I'm like, again, like every (laughs) single time, how could I be better? It's like, I was really convinced this time that Tim could be better, but (laughs) it's totally 1000% us. And that's actually good news because we can change things, right? Exactly. I don't think that you suffer with this, at least not that I've seen. But for me, there's like this balance between constantly learning, constantly saying we can do better and telling my loved ones that, my my clients, my teammates that, you know, like, and forgetting to celebrate wins and maybe being too hard on myself versus being driven. And, you know, I think when I was 12, I had a poster that said, uh, sweat is just your fat screaming or something or like pain leaving, <laughs> crying. weakness yeah, crying. leaving your body. Yeah. yeah. Something horrible. And my mom was like, I don't think you should have that. And I'm like, yeah, I have, I'm going to develop an eating disorder from that poster. You should take that down mom. But you know, so the whole like <laughs> the other millions of children in that age, I'm pretty sure. Well, at first starters, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So probably had the poster as well. <laughs> but the, drive, the drive behind it. So how do you balance the two? Well, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I don't know. We'll end here. We'll it's end okay. on that. That's my advice for the day. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so I think that I, I've really tuned into myself, I guess. And in, especially in the last little bit, the two or three years, the last two or three years was really about getting to know myself more and looking at why I do things or why I feel a certain way I do about things. And it's not necessarily about figuring out why it's just really bringing and noticing that you're doing it. So going back to, you know, he's doing it or, you know, hubby's doing it or the kids or it's all there and placing that blame. But really anything that you see outwardly is just a reflection of how you view yourself. So whether it's, um, this constant drive to do better or external validation or whatever that is. I think I, as long as you can recognize it, it doesn't mean that it's going to go away. So that internal conflict is all about recognizing when it's happening or when something is happening and going, Oh, right. I'm doing that. And then, and then just kind of laughing and going on your way, going on with your day. So I like to call it, well, whether it's your ego, usually I call it ego. That's usually the reason why you drive, why you push so forward. Like ego would be in that poster of um, sweat is your, just your fat crying or whatever, right? That would be, uh, that's just such an ego driven statement. Um, and then when you start to be able to hear your ego as something that really is kind of trying to hold you back or 
um, just trying to like have you succeed for not reasons that are full of love or truth. Um, I mean, what is truth? That's a whole nother topic, but, but from the heart, basically, then, then I think that's where you go a little crazy if you can't realize that. And that's where you start to project externally. Right. Mm -hmm. So the balance I, I don't think that I'm balanced. Um, I think that I try to be very intentional with everything that I do and making sure that there is intent behind my actions and my time. Now, that's not all the time. And I'm working at being better at 80%. Um, like, eat very healthy. I do eat very healthy. Eat very healthy 80% of the time. So then you're not like so hard on yourself for that other 20% of the time when you're like surrounded by amazing people in a room and everyone's eating cheesecake and it just happens to be your favorite, eat the freaking cheesecake, right? So it just doesn't matter. So give yourself a break, allow yourself to rest. And then when you want to drive and put your foot on the gas, put your foot on the gas. And when you don't want to, don't. And then you'll start to notice these natural cycles within you. Um, and the more you notice them and recognize them, the more you can utilize them to your advantage and how you intentionally go throughout your days. I have no idea if that answered the question. It was, yeah, it was super powerful. Um, it answered so many more questions than just, do you feel like you, you balance or how do you balance the two? But it, like, I almost feel like if I hadn't learned so much and I still feel like I will be learning forever and I won't even know 1% of what there is to know, but I feel like some people or myself, my past self wouldn't have been able to keep up with that conversation. And I would be like, what, 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 what? Um, so like, maybe we can talk about a couple of the first awarenesses that you had and we'll give people a quick tip and then we're going to be like, okay, guys, rewind this a few times because Listen again. a yeah. small percentage of the population and and this is not an insult, guys, but it, and it's taken 20 years for me to get to the place where I still have a mental breakdown yesterday. You know, like there's so much to learn, yet there's such simplicity in knowing that it's all about you and you're creating everything. But my past self, if I heard that, I'd be like, what the hell? Change the podcast, you know? Um, I came here to learn about marketing, you know? But business yeah. owners, leaders, guys, your business is you. If totally. You and that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Is so, that if you're not looking at yourself every single day and what you're doing as that business owner, your business is absolutely a reflection of you. So I believe that if we were, um, if you're working on yourself every single day, then that is going to feed into your business and the people around you and the people, people within, and it'll help you manage your day to day so much better. And what's the easiest way that somebody could start working on themselves? If they're like, what podcast counseling, what are we talking here? Yeah. So, and again, with that, with that comment before about how your brain can only actually handle things when it's ready. So if you're tuning into this right now and you're listening to us and it makes sense and you're really like, yeah, I get it. Then chances are you're ready for a lot of the other things or your brain can recognize it. If you're not, then it might just be that you're not there yet. Um, and that doesn't mean, oh man, like I was looking at Google ads and Google analytics 
Mm-hmm. I've been spending a lot of time there and I'm not there yet. Like I look at it and I start going cross-eyed, whereas other people are like, yeah, this is what this means. And I'm like, okay, I clearly have more learning because it still makes my head hurt. So I believe that we all have these little, we all have the things that we are very good at and ready for. And then it's just, um, as you adapt and grow depends on what you can can bring forward. So some of the few things on how to help yourself. I think that I love uh, psychologists. I love psychology. I love therapists and therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a good starting point and something that's more mainstream. Um, if we're not, if we're not willing to look at the shadows of our life, if we're not willing to look at the dark, you will not find the light. And simply because you cannot have life without contrast. So when you are willing to look at the reasons why, or maybe it's a childhood trauma, or maybe something happened to you when you were younger, if there was trauma in your life when you were younger and a kid, you will be bringing that forward in your business. And it can look like a lack mindset where you never have enough money. It can look like you're a people pleaser where you're running around and you're just trying to serve everyone. Meanwhile, your tank of gas is completely empty. And for some reason, you think that by serving these people and doing everything for them and not yourself, that that will make you better. They will like me. And when they like me, I'll be better. But it doesn't. It makes you tired and it makes it worse. Um, I don't have that problem. (laughs) I'm not a server. I have other problems. I, I'm not the do everything for everyone. And and everyone, we need all the types of people, but we need to recognize why we're like that. So then we can kind of bring down the intensity a little bit. So then you can take care of yourself. So, but yeah. Yeah. There, that, uh, it was like three of my clients coaching sessions and my last like four coaching sessions that I got from a coach all in that one (laughs) thought stream. And I think even counseling, I'm just thinking about one person in particular today that I had a a good session with, but it was exactly what you said about the people pleasing and the not filling up your own gas tank. And then when you said gas, I was like, oh shit, I have no gas in my car. (laughs) My dad told me never to get gas or never to let the gas go between a quarter of a tank. And, uh, And then I realized, oh my gosh, every time I'm like passionately coaching a client, I'm like, Kelly, listen, like you need to learn this. So there's just so many lessons around us. And I think just awareness, a counselor, a psychologist, a therapist, a a coach, uh, Mm -hmm. a book, a podcast, this podcast, like what you just said, so many things that you said could be that little crack, you know, that little opening. And I get that too. I remember my first psychology class, like my first year of college, I was like, what? But if this is true and this is true and this is true and this is true and this, and I'm like, am I schizophrenic or bipolar? Like I, I it was, and then yeah. I started reading more and I started learning about all of this that we're talking about today. And sometimes you're right. You're just like, and then you're like, oh yeah, business stuff. And there's like a billion things to do in your business. Uh, yeah. But I think, I think we have to realize that we're never going to be done. We're never going to yeah. get our businesses perfect. We will never be perfect. 
nothing will ever be perfect. And I remember growing up thinking I'm going to prove my mom wrong. Cause she's like, no one's perfect. I'm like, I will be like, that was my, oh, that was, yeah. 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 Um, and I think to you guys, if you're listening and you're like, well, I, I didn't have a hard childhood. Um, you still probably have some childhood trauma, you know, like there was something that you perceived as a kid that messed you up. So deal with it. I had a great childhood. Yeah. Yeah. My childhood was amazing. I have like, my parents were together. There were three kids who lived in a small town, but, but there's still these things that come up that you don't realize actually playing intramural sports. I play volleyball Monday nights with like the most amazing women, but there can be one thing where I'm like smacked right back into 16 year old me on the volleyball court that like shot my confidence to the ground and it actually happened like two weeks ago and I was like what the hell I think everyone thought that something happened to me like I was hurt or mad or something but I wasn't I was processing so much in that moment I should have probably just waited well I mean I kind of did I was like you must remember this feeling remember it's going through your mind make note make note make note okay container I say I put things in a container and save them for later put the lid on it put it in the fridge we'll deal with it when we get home um but yeah, it, it doesn't matter what you think happened in your childhood because your child, your brain, when you're a little kid can only perceive so much. So, and it all just comes from that lens of being a child instead of you, you can't comprehend adult things when you're only looking at them as a child. So if we're willing to do the work and we're willing to see that and open it up, yes, exactly. Your whole world could change like some of the moments are just, you know, Oprah calls it the aha moments, right? So um, it can change you that quick once you realize them and start to do the work. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Um, that's something I want everyone to really, really, really get. And something I have to remind myself of when I'm feeling overwhelmed or discouraged is you literally can change everything like that mm-hmm. because you can change your mind and you yeah. can expand and I'm trying not to use buzzwords like consciousness or enlightenment or things like that I want to be so relatable and I want to remember where I was when I first started my first business but I also want people who are listening to this if they're not ready I really want to crack people open because I have spent all of my career sticking to the mechanics of business and teaching leadership but never talking about this, you know, like that you're creating it all, you know, well, I guess I have talked about that, but I try to kind of make it more relatable, more easy to understand. But when you Mm -hmm. just tell someone, yeah, you're creating this, that's like, sometimes it's just like, they're like, F you, (laughs) like they're not ready for it, you know? No, it's true. It's totally true. But But what what, what was your first book that opened you up? Like, I remember Maximum Achievement Mm -hmm. from Brian, Brian Tracy. My mom gave that to me and I was like, 16 man do I wish I read that when I was 16 probably didn't read it until I was 20 and I think that was my first taste of oh that and and one of Tony Robbins first books but it was just like this is all you this is your creation this is your all of it's you and I was like what the hell and I just I wasn't ready until I was and so what what book what what's a first book for people they can like audible or even finally. Oh, actually, yeah, I think, um, I think the first one for me, and this is kind of like, 
just uh maybe the question's getting outdated but the secret the book the secret that is like it came out on oprah i don't know early 2000s or something and that one just it put it in a very easy way to comprehend i was actually oh my goodness here we go early 20s i was broke up with my high school sweetheart or he broke up with me and i was working and i was miserable and i was bitchy for lack of a better word. And I thought that I had to defend and protect. I was always in this fight mode. I was very confrontational and, um, just in a sad little place. And, um, and I read the book, I read the secret and it was kind of like, Oh shit, you just have to think differently. You just have to think differently. You know how hard it is to just think differently, but what just thinking differently now that I've gone through well, I guess that's been like 18 years of all the books and continual, continually learning every day is, is almost pre-scripting some mantras or something like that. So that when you have, when you recognize that you're kind of being, um, you're in your own head and you're being negative in your own head, then you can just say something that like kind of snaps you out of it. Mm. And that's, that's one of my go-tos. And those always change depending on what is like one mantra will work for you. Just a sentence that you say, and it could be something as simple as I love myself. I'm great. I am awesome. Like it could be something that easy to just smack you out of it. And then you repeat it for however long you need to. And then eventually the more you do that, I actually find myself waking up some mornings and because of, uh, because of a YouTube video that I would watch all the time, I'm like, this is the best day. Today is the greatest day. Today is a great day. It's a great morning. And I'm like, oh, and that's all being said in my head before I even realize that I'm awake because you're just programming it into your brain. I'm sure if I said it out loud, hubby it would be like Abraham Hicks. It is. Yes. I used to listen to that all the time. It's the morning one. Yeah, exactly. It is. That's exactly which one it is. You want to know something else crazy? The Secret, I saw the movie and it was at Mm -hmm. my lowest point in my life when I was like 20, I think, or 19 or 21. I honestly, how do people remember the years on everything? I don't, but it was like a lifetime ago, it feels like. But I remember seeing that movie and that's the only reason I even opened that book or any other books. And it was the lowest point in my life and and I was ready to change or not be here anymore. And I saw that movie and I was like, what? And then it was like that, that concept of like everything, everything can change in an instant because you can change your mind. And so maybe, you know, maybe some people are listening and struggling and having a hard time and maybe they need to hear that. Maybe they need to pick up the secret or watch the secret. Maybe they, they just need to know, like, don't give up because you can change everything when you change your mind, everything guys, it's, yeah. And I th- the whole reason I'm a business coach is because I got really good at running businesses and I want people to be happy. I want to like drag them out of that dark place into the light and I want to give them this stuff. But I do that through like business teaching. Right. And yeah. so I'm so glad this right. project went this way because I'm always so focused on business, but business owners, leaders, your business will never be what you want it to be unless you're working on yourselves. 
it's, yeah. it's just you. It's a reflection of you. Everything is. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. This was so packed with everything. Um, what if people are listening and they're like, oh, I'm driving. I can't write this down. Um, she said so much good stuff. I'll have to listen to this later. But what about uh, something that they can take away that, you know, they're going to remember and maybe they can do it when they get home or they can do it tomorrow or they can share it with their team tomorrow, teach it to someone else. What would you say? Like, if there's only one thing you take from this, what would you take? Yes. Um, the action, the action item, start looking up human growth and development or personal growth and development on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram reels, and be very, very extremely aware of what information you're absorbing. When you start listening to human growth and development reels and start speaking that language and hearing it, absorb that. Don't watch stupid shit about like that doesn't apply. Like, sure, your brain needs to rest sometimes, but don't watch the news. Don't let other people's thoughts get in your mind. Start putting it on your phone. Google it. The fact that you're listening to this right now, personal growth, growth mindset, and start listening to those things because, and then, then when you start listening to those, all you need, and this is my rule. This is the one thing. The one thing is learn one new thing every day. So from those reels, when I'm getting ready in the morning, I just have YouTube on. Like yeah. it looks like, I don't know, Amanda Francis, if you know who that is, she's one of my favorites. She's so funny. She's a Valley girl, but she's lovely. Um, Gabby Bernstein, it could be Bob Proctor, yeah. it could be Tony Robbins. It could be um, Oprah. There could be those mismatch, miss, mishmashes is what I'm trying to say mishmash of all the different people on the internet when they put them together and they do the cuts of the best things um Tim showed me those amazing yeah it doesn't matter what it is just start listening to those and feed your brain with that because they actually will motivate you and kind of spark something inside of you at the same time I love that so much and it has to be said that tv most social media most almost a hundred percent of shows, um, almost a hundred percent of social media, probably 98% maybe, uh, normal people, probably your family and friends. So many people are filling your head with garbage and so many people yeah. are focused on the wrong things. And there are some things that you want in your life. You think you want them, but none of that matters. If you don't have like health, mental health and like peace of mind, none of it matters. So that's what you have to find. And all that other stuff will come because that's the, that's the whole thing. The whole thing is your, your mind and, and feeling good mm-hmm. and everything else is it's, just stupid. Well, it is, it is. It's very real. It is, but it's very real because I mean, in the, in the tiny home industry, of course, I loved what you said earlier about how business coaching is the way that you want to help people be happy, which was so funny as you were talking, I, I was thinking, it's basically a conduit, right? Because it's the same thing for me. Why tiny homes? Because I believe life can be better. I believe that if we simplified life, removed the the amounts of maintenance that we have to do and laundry and putting away the things and cleaning after the kids and just like the amount and volume of utility bills and payments that you have to make. If you removed like 60% of that in a tiny home, and made your life uber functional, you would have all this space for all this other stuff, which means you could focus on what you enjoy instead of focusing on 
waking up and going to work every day and then coming home and making dinner and, you know, the wheel. So if you can focus on that by removing external clutter and noise, then you'll be happier. So what I feel is everything that we do, there's a purpose for it. And the more, again, you know, to be cliche and use a buzzword, the more enlightened you become by doing the work and the, the personal growth and development work, then you will see that you probably created your business to serve others for that exact same reason, because you believe whatever you have will make other people happy. And you are just the conduit for that. So you have to put that power in. you have to not stop. And if it looks hard and if today is tough and tomorrow's tough, and if the next day looks tough, that's okay too, because ultimately you're serving, you're serving the people and you're giving them something that you want someone, you wish someone could give you. And by doing that and giving back to the people and serving the population, serving humanity and serving the universal love again, then that's how you just wake up and keep going and build that resilience and be able to build this seven year, 10 year, five year company that has its ups and downs and roller coasters, just like every other day in life does. So. Wow. I can't believe you tied that all together so beautifully. That was a really, really, really perfect. I was like, wow, she brought that back around to business because I forgot we were talking about business. <laughs> Good job, Jen. Thank you. Um, yeah, you're amazing. Um, Good old circle back. We love that. Yeah, that was perfect. I was like, oh, what am I doing here? My procedure? Um, so thanks so much for being here. Hey, tell everybody. No, seriously, look at this, guys. Yeah, procedures like they're they're necessary, but sometimes they just let you down. And well, the procedure, but know that you can sometimes have fun without following the procedure. (laughs) Please have fun. That's my favorite culture statement here. I said that to the girls the other day. Like, (laughs) if we don't have smiling and laughter in our business, shut it down. Like, what are we doing here? So exactly. Can you tell everyone where they can follow you, please? Yeah, so absolutely. Um, Teacup Tiny Homes is on Instagram, TikTok. We have an amazing website, teacuptinyhomes.com. And uh, my personal Instagram hashtag, not hashtag. (laughs) uh, (laughs) You could hashtag it, I'm sure. I don't know what you would get. So it is my, um, what is that called? Like, what is the at Your called handle? on Instagram? My handle. Thank you. You're usually the Instagram. younger, more savvy one of the two of us. can't believe Oh, it. God. Oh, you just made me look good and I ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'll teach you Google Analytics, I promise. Oh, thank you. Yeah. My Google or my Instagram handle is the real Jenny McCarthy. So yeah, it's not active all the time. It depends on the amount of creative space that I have. But yeah, Teacup is definitely where it's at. We have a lot of fun over there too. And um, yeah, yeah, it's a fun ride. Your personal handle or account is more about the stuff we talked about today with personal development and just authentically yes. you and your life. And and so I don't know if I were listening, I would follow all of those guys. Um and just remember, you know, the whole purpose of this. And thank you, Jen, so much. And uh, thanks to our team if they're listening so much. Thanks to our clients. Thanks to everyone who's listening. Just for wanting the world to be a better place, for wanting yourself to be better, for being willing to be better. Um, I usually tell my my leaders, like, 
all you need is that one quality, that willingness to be better. And we're going to get you there. So congratulations on being that person, guys. And uh, I guess we have to let Jen go now. So thanks for being here. Uh, Just don't forget that business can be better, guys. and, And life can be better. So don't give up. Crack yourself open. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Jen. Bye. Bye.